The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Situated within the spray of the picture-perfect Nevada Fall stood a pioneer hotel that for almost 20 years welcomed guests to Yosemite National Park. It was named La Casa Nevada, or the Snow House. Owners Albert and Emily Snow, like so many innkeepers of the late 1800s, provided a valuable service to those wanting to escape city life in search of nature's stunning beauty and peace. If you were willing to make the trek, there was a moderately comfortable bed and a warm meal waiting for you. But as romantic as that all sounds, life as a Yosemite innkeeper was not for everyone. It was tough, rugged work in a landscape that required determination not many could withstand. I'm Jason Epperson, and today on the America's National Parks podcast, Albert and Emily Snow and La Casa Nevada, one of nine inns that operated in the late 1800s in Yosemite National Park. The business-savvy Emily and Albert Snow came to Yosemite in 1869 with one goal, to build a hotel at the base of Nevada Fall. It's a 594-foot high waterfall on the Merced River. It's widely recognized by its bent shape in which the water free falls before landing midfall on a steep, slick rock slope. This impact creates a turbulent, whitewater appearance and produces a considerable amount of mist that covers a wide radius. This abundant mist is what led to its current name, Nevada, which is Spanish for snowy. Seems like the ideal spot to build a resort. With the story of how this snowy hotel came to be, here's Abigail Trebu. 700 feet above the level of the valley, just as near to heaven as you'll get. That's how the ever-witty Emily Snow described the elevation of the inn when asked. Originally from New England, it's uncertain when the Snows left Vermont for California, but it is known that Albert Snow operated the Washington Hotel in Groveland, California in the 1860s, and that after the Act of Congress in 1864 set aside Yosemite Valley and Mariposa Grove to the state of California as a grant, Albert considered a business move. In 1869, he sought permission from the Grants Board of Commissioners to construct a hotel at the base of Nevada Fall and to build a trail from the existing Vernal Fall Trail up to the Nevada Fall. His savvy timing was a direct result of the increased visitation that year. Over 1,200 visitors, thanks to the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad. Permission granted, Albert blazed a horse trail, zigzagging from Register Rock on the Vernal Fall Trail up to Clark Point to the flat between Vernal and Nevada Falls. Albert loaded mules to haul heavy building materials needed to construct a simple hotel in a very complicated location. 
They completed the hotel in early 1870, and the first guest signed the register on April 28th. Initially named the Alpine House, the location was mostly a lunch stop by foot or by horse, as the two falls were a must-see for Yosemite visitors. At the inn, guests marveled at the unobstructed view of Nevada Fall from the hotel's veranda, while taking in plenty of refreshments. Early travelers wrote in the hotel register of their tasty experience dining on Emily's elderberry pies, donuts, baked apples, bread, and baked beans. They also mentioned the easily accessible liquor, be sure to try the snow water, and no person here obliged to commit burglary to obtain a drink. Like so many pioneer women, Emily supported Albert's lodging ventures by preparing meals for guests. The slender Emily wore a tidy floor-length dress with little white collars and pulled-back hair while offering humorous quips to weary travelers, saying, You folks would hardly think of it, but there was 11 feet of snow here all summer. When asked how that was possible, she'd reply, Well, my husband is nearly six feet tall, and I'm a little over five. Ain't that 11? A year after the hotel opened, an expansion doubled the size of the Alpine house. Unfortunately, the addition was shaken into disrepair by an 1872 earthquake, causing the structure to jump two inches to the east. But after another expansion completed in 1875, the Alpine house became known as La Casa Nevada. The hotel included the original 12-room building, a 10-bedroom chalet, woodshed, ice house, log cabin, and stable. In 1886, James Mason Hutchings praised his valley neighbors in his book, In the Heart of the Sierras, saying, Snow's La Casa Nevada has become deservedly famous all over the world, not only for its excellent lunches and general good cheer, but from the quiet, unassuming attentions of mine host and the pleasantries of Mrs. Snow. And although they do not know whether the number to lunch will be five or fifty-five, they almost always seem to have an abundance of everything relishable. Summers for the snows were spent working La Casa Nevada, while winters meant a move to Groveland, near their daughter Maria, who married an area rancher. With the passing of winter, the snows would return to their Yosemite Cliff Hotel every April, accompanied by a mule train bringing more food and spirits. After almost 20 years, advancing age forced the snows to give up La Casa Nevada in the fall of 1889. Within weeks of leaving their Yosemite Lodge, Emily passed away. Albert died two years later in 1891. La Casa Nevada continued to operate from 1890 through 1891, run by D.F. Baxter. He released his lease after the 1891 season, and for the remainder of the decade, La Casa Nevada received no guests, save for the few visitors who entered to sign the register to show their support for the failing facility. An accidental fire in 1900 burned down the decaying hotel, and the structure's remaining wood was used as firewood by passers-by. Today, hikers can choose from several popular trails to connect with Nevada Fall, where they will climb a steep, rocky switchback to imagine what the hotel would have looked like in its picturesque spot that attracted the snows over 130 years ago. 
This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, and written and narrated by Abigail Trebu. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast, available wherever you listen to this one. And if you're interested in RV travel, check out rvmiles.com or find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by LL Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit llbean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. Mm -hmm.